Welcome back, everybody, to Music Madness with you again. This is your host, Kent. For those of you back for more, thanks for checking us out and listening to this little experiment. If this is your first time listening to Music Madness, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you showing up. Uh, Music Madness is an interactive podcast for music lovers by a guy who loves music and is trying to learn more about it. The pod is designed to pick 64 albums, artists, songs, put them into a bracket, and let you, the listeners, vote on who should move on to the next round. And that's what we're doing right now. This is our third podcast in our very first series. We're discussing Grammy-winning albums. And at the end of this podcast, we'll go from 32 albums to 16. If you haven't heard the earlier ones, go ahead and check it out. I will uh, leave a link to our website in the description where all those previous albums are linked. It's been so fun to start seeing people find the pod, get into the conversation, join Discord, and disagree a little bit about how things are going. In order to join in the conversation, feel free to join the Discord server. It's open to anybody. The Discord link is in the description. I'll try and bring comments from server members into the pod because I do think it's important to try and think about what people are saying and how how it's being discussed and where it's going on. So we're talking about it every day. So please feel free to join and join the conversation and things you may say may be brought up in future podcasts. Things started out pretty cordial there actually uh, early on, but we already are starting to see a little bit of infighting and riffs this week between albums, what people like, who is their favorite, who they think should win. Um, and, and it's fun. And I think this is what makes this so fun is when I started it out, uh, I, we had talked with a group of friends and so many of them had different views on music and thought theirs was right. So now we're going to have kind of definitive proof on who's right, what's right, and what people actually think. So because this is my first time doing a series, I spent some time this week kind of laying out what I wanted to talk about in upcoming podcasts and what we're going to do. Um, because this is all different pods within a theme. If you have ideas or things you want to know, let me know in the Discord. However, here's what I'm planning for the next couple weeks. Today, we're going to do another review of the results. We're going to chat about the matchups for next week. We'll review what albums have already been knocked out and set up next week's matchups. In the first two weeks of any series, I think we're really just going to do reviewing on what happened in the last week, where the voting went, because we'll have so many participants with 64 things. We can't really do a deep dive or be like a 10-hour podcast, and nobody wants that. I just do this for fun, so I don't got time to be doing 10-hour podcasts. Starting in the Sweet 16, which is next week, I'm going to start looking into more info about the individual albums that are left. On Discord and in the first pod, I talked a little bit about the albums who are nominated against the albums that we're talking about. And we're going to look at the albums that didn't win. Who lost? Who did these albums beat? Were there, where should they have won, right? Like when they won the album of the year. There are some great albums that didn't win, and this is kind of giving me an idea for maybe a future uh, theme that we may do, but you know, just nonetheless, I think it's interesting, and we'll try and talk about it a little bit on the next pod. When we get to the Elite Eight, I want to take a look at the artists. What was the state of the artist at the time? Where where did they come from? Had they been part of a group and just broke away? Had the group gone through some changes? Had there been something else? Or did they come kind of out of nowhere, and this was their, like, pinnacle album. So we'll look into that a little bit. As we get into the final four, I want to dive into some of the songs that are on the album. Try to see what was the motivation behind it, if we know who wrote it, uh, etc. Kind of some other information about the album. 
Then as we get to the final two, we'll really celebrate the path that we've gone through. How did we get here? How did we get to the final two albums? We'll talk about some of the best matchups that we've had through it, who beat who, talk about our champion and our runner-up and their path, and maybe what they're doing now, what, what, what happened with these albums. So with that, that's kind of setting up future pods, trying to lay the roadmap a little bit so you kind of know what's coming up and why why to bother listening as opposed to not participating. So hopefully that sounds exciting to you, but I think it does. So let's get into the results. I know that's what you're all here for. Uh, as a reminder, these aren't just my takes. I, I'm here just as your bracketologist to move you through what you as the listener voted on and what you youth preferred. So let's start first and foremost with the modern bracket. I called it the modern bracket because I felt when I put the albums together in there, most of the albums were a little bit more modern and we're starting to see things whittle down. We're starting to see that play out of our eight albums that remain. Three of them are newer than 2010 and we'll see if those albums can continue on or if they get knocked out and the name uh, really doesn't make as much sense going forward. Our first matchup in the modern bracket is the number one seed versus the eight seed, which is Michael Jackson's Thriller versus the number eight seed, Eric Clapton, Unplugged. It can't be a huge surprise to hear that Thriller's moving on. 34 million albums sold, was number one on the charts for 37 weeks. It had to make it to the Sweet 16, and it did, with 93% of the vote. Clapton's greatest hits couldn't stand up to Beat It, Billie Jean, and Thriller. It really was a dominating performance, and uh, you know Clapton knocked out a pretty weak album last week, and now Thriller uh, sends him home. In our four versus five seed, the number four seed is Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water versus number five, Billy Joel's 52nd Street. So this was one I kind of hyped up last week and said, you know, I think this is actually one that I think could be a pretty strong matchup and a good fight. There was a bit of debate going on on Discord on this one. Nick DW is strongly in the Billy Joel camp. He was saying anybody who voted against Billy Joel uh, didn't know what they were talking about, which is kind of fun, you know, to get that going. Lots of voters said that this was the hardest pick of the week, but it didn't seem like it was actually all that hard when it came down to it because 79% of people went with Simon and Garfunkel. Leeward, who was uh, disagreeing with Nick DW, is going to be pretty cocky this week, I think. So this gives us a pretty massive Sweet 16 matchup with our number one versus four seed um, matchups are going to get crazy from here on out. These are two of the biggest albums of all time. I feel like the winner of this matchup has a pretty good shot at winning the entire thing. Interestingly, both of these albums have an RYM score of almost four, and that's some of the highest scores in the entire bracket. So it's going to be sad actually to send one of these two home. This is my match of the week. I haven't really done that before because I haven't felt like a lot of the matchups were all that strong. I've kind of felt like it was obvious who was going to win. Um, but this one, I have no idea. Either one of these could win, and I would not be surprised in one way or another. So it'll be interesting to see what you all think this week. In our next one, we have our three versus an 11 seed. This was a mat. This was a upset from the previous round. So we have Taylor Swift's Fearless versus Paul Simon's Graceland. So there seems to be a lot of Paul Simon fans in our voter base. I know one of the Discord members joined uh, today and was saying that she, when she grew up, she had a Paul Simon room in her house. So I thought that was hilarious. So just kind of shows how strong the Paul Simon love is. However, in this case, it was not enough to overpower the great Fearless by Taylor Swift. 
as a reminder, this is her most successful album, which is saying something for Taylor Swift. She sold over 10 million albums with this one and was on the charts for 224 weeks. And that was what it took to just get 52% of the vote versus Paul Simon. So this is by far her best album, barely squeaks by Paul Simon. That just shows you the love for the man. Our next matchup is a two versus seven with Adele's 21 versus number seven Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. And like most conflicts between the British and the French, this ends up with the French getting sent home. Hopefully we don't have any French listeners that are upset by that, but you know, look at history. It's true. (laughs) I'm just joking. Adele grabbed 76% of the vote. We were talking a bit about Daft Punk and Discord, and I got to say, I love a lot of the songs on this album. It really takes me back to some of my early adulthood when I was really kind of, uh, you know, starting my career, figuring out life, but I wouldn't expect it to hold up against Adele. I mean, Adele is Adele. She's a a monster. She sells a ton of albums, and she, I kind of thought she was going to come out of this one. It's interesting. Our next matchup is a two versus a three seed, which is Adele versus Swift. This is a matchup of probably two of the most successful female artists of the last 20 years. Heck, the two of them may be some of the most successful artists, period, regardless of sex. Um, It's crazy how successful these two albums have been. Both have been on the charts for over 200 weeks, and they do it with such contrasting styles, too, which is part of what makes this fun. I mean, Adele's been such like the powerhouse ballad singer, whereas um, Taylor Swift's really the poppy... Well, I guess she's kind of been all over the place, but this was very much her pop country album, which, you know, it'll be interesting to see which one pulls through this week. And now on to the ladies bracket. When I named this the ladies bracket, there seemed to be a lot of female artists in it, but I will say there must have been some carnage in round one amongst the female contenders because there are only three ladies left amongst the eight participants. So we'll see if those three can actually make it on to the next round or if we see some more carnage and maybe we have to rename this bracket going into the next week. Starting with our one versus nine seed, we have our number one, Carol King's Tapestry versus number nine, Ray Charles, Genius Loves Company. Well, Ray Charles at least went down swinging and put up more of a fight than Judy Garland did versus Tapestry, but still, Carol King barely felt the earth move and won with 79% of the vote. It was complete domination from our one seats, which feels like a bit of a trend. At our four versus five seed, the number four, George Michael's Faith versus number five, Taylor Swift's 1989. Well, there goes one of the ladies that still remained in the ladies bracket. The former Wham frontman is just too strong. It, it It kind of confused me when I was looking at the results as I thought I had put the album title in wrong. But no, George Michael's album actually came out in 1989 and Taylor's album from 2016 was named 1989. So it was a little bit confusing, but it didn't really seem to matter as Michael took down 66% of the vote and moves on. So the next matchups are one versus four seed. I feel like I'm saying this a lot, but holy cow, what a matchup. It, one of these albums actually has to go home before the Elite Eight. So we're losing either Carol King's Tapestry or George Michael's Faith. Both have so many good songs. You could put together an amazing playlist with just these two albums. So are people going to prefer the 70s Natural Woman or the 80s Bad Boy? We'll see. It's going to be really fun to play that one out. Our next matchup is our three versus six seed with number three, Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life versus number six, Blood, Sweat and Tears, 
blood, sweat, and tears. I am really trying to keep my bias out of some of these comments around albums and trying to keep my personal preference out. But if it's one thing I'm finding out as we go through these albums, it's I really like Stevie Wonder and especially this album. I found myself going back to this one a bunch of times and just find myself listening to it at random times. My kids have been so confused because I'm usually a pretty heavy music listener and I'll be like doing the dishes. And the other night I had this album on and I was blasting I wish and my kids were like what the heck is going on what is this and they just came down and started dancing which was really funny but you know it's not the kind of music I generally listen to on my own however it does seem like there's a lot of Stevie lovers in the group and he took down 69% of the vote versus blood sweat and tears in our two versus seven matchup our number two Lauren Hill the miseducation of Lauren Hill versus number seven Natalie Cole unforgettable with love Kind of funny, Lauren Hill actually did better in this round ver- than she did versus Streisand in round one. Last round, she got 70% of the vote, but versus Natalie Cole, she got 83% of the vote. I'm glad to see a Cole's album out of the bracket. I think, you know, talking a little about trying to keep my bias out of it, I didn't really keep my bias out of it. I thought this one was kind of a sham. Crappy that it won uh, just because it was a remake of all her dad's stuff. Probably my least favorite album in the whole group. So glad to see Lauren Hill moving on uh, and Cole getting out of the way. The next matchup is another just a monster matchup. A two versus a three. We have Lauren Hill versus Stevie Wonder. And I could really go either way on this one. I love both of these albums. Stevie Wonder is kind of my new crush, but Lauren Hill is my childhood, right? Like it's something that I remember listening to all the time. I don't know which way I'm going to vote. I still don't. I probably won't decide until right before I actually do vote next week. I hate seeing either of them go home. If you feel strongly about either of these, please share the link with a few friends. And let's get some more voting going on and get some people in here. It's an open link. They just You just have to text it to them or send it to them and they can vote. So let's try and see you know, which one of these two is truly the better album and move them on. And we're halfway through here. Um, Here comes the soundtrack bracket results. So I know I called it the soundtrack bracket, but in reality, there only were three soundtracks in the entire bracket. However, they were the two, the three, and the four seeds. So I felt like they had a pretty good shot at at least moving on to the Sweet 16. We'll see if we're right with some of the results, but nonetheless, I thought it was interesting, you know, just because there were three soundtracks in here. At our one versus 16 seed, we have number one, Rumors from Fleetwood Mac versus a number nine seed, Paul Simon, still crazy after all these years. Okay, so I know we talked a little bit about the love for Paul Simon, but Paul, the love for Paul couldn't stand up to the might that is Rumors. A few of us on the Discord server did an NCAA-style bracket where we predicted who was going to win this whole thing based on the voting, and I'm actually shocked no one picked Rumors to win it all. It feels like uh, they may have a shot after taking down 97% of the vote this week versus this very heavy Paul Simon crowd. So it'll be interesting to kind of track that and see if they actually can pull it out. In our next matchup, it's a four versus a 12 seed. This is another one of the upsets from the first round. Our number four is uh, Various Artists, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? versus number 12, Frank Sinatra's September of My Years. It was really fun to watch the voting results this week on a couple of these matchups because they really swung in the last couple of days, uh, including this one. 
for most of the week, I actually thought Sinatra may be moving on to the Sweet 16, which would have been a massive run for a 12 seed uh, to actually take down uh, a five and a four. But alas, the folk fans made their voices known late in the week and got 64% of the vote for Oh Brother and this soundtrack. In the next round, we have the number one versus the four seed. So through two rounds, Rumor has taken in their voting 100% of the vote and 97% of the vote each week. By far the strongest performing album in the entire bracket. Can the Soggy Bottom Boys and their constant sorrow even put up a fight? Or do they just concede to the powerhouse that is Stevie Nicks and Friends? In our next matchup, a three versus a six seed, our number three is various artists, a.k.a. the Bee Gees, Saturday Night Fever, versus Phil Collins, No Jacket Required. So a little piece of me kind of died here personal story my very first piece of music that i ever owned was a cassette tape by a little band named genesis my wife constantly mocks me about this about how much i actually love phil collins i I listen to his stuff all the time I, i i generally don't like that style of music but phil gets me I got really excited early in the week when we were talking a little bit about some of these matchups that where the underdog was winning. Phil was in the lead by a little bit. It was very, it was like 51% of the vote. But then the Bee Gees just came roaring back and they're staying alive. Ha, ha, ha. They're staying alive. Just barely, they pulled out 59% of the vote, but they're through to the next round. Uh, so we'll see if they can keep that going. At our two versus seven matchup we have number two whitney houston the bodyguard soundtrack versus number seven arcade fire the suburbs wow this one is like a buzzer beater in the ncaa tournament houston was losing up until about 11 a.m central time which was about an hour before voting closed she got a late surge of votes and barely pulled through with 54% of the vote but man it was so close it was just a couple more votes one way or another and she'd have been gone. That would have been a big upset, and uh, it would have been kind of fun to talk about, but it's just crazy how close this one was. In our Sweet 16 matchup, in our next round, we have a two versus a three seed, and both of these albums actually struggled quite a bit in their last round matchup, so which one's going to pull through? Is Whitney going to be the queen of the night, or will the Bee Gees keep on dancing? It's funny because both these albums are such a perfect representation of the pop stylings of music during the period in which they were made. It'll be fun to see which one can actually pull through and actually make it to the next round. When I named the grab bag bracket, it was really because when you looked at the albums that were in it, it had something for pretty much everything. It had a rap album, it had a country album, it had some pop crooners like Adele, it had folk from Mumford and Sons, it had Billie Eilish, Alanis, it was all over the place. Just a really, really weird mix. And now looking at even the art, eight artists that are left, it really does have it all. So it'll be interesting to see how this completely different style of albums really kind of works itself out. So at our one versus eight, we have our number one, The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band versus number eight, Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? I have so much trouble actually saying Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band on this podcast. I probably have to go back and re-say it about 10 times and re-record it. 
so that name is just uh, it's all over the place and actually it's like the battle of the two worst named albums on this thing because when we all fall asleep where do we go it's another little tongue twister that uh, has just been tripping me up so i'm glad to see that one out the younger voters must be vastly outnumbered on this one, or they recognize the greatness of the Beatles. Billy grabbed 14% of the vote, but it wasn't enough to even slow down the boys from Liverpool. In our next matchup, we have a four versus a five seed with Adele's 25 versus Santana's Supernatural. There's our first actual upset in this round, which is kind of crazy because we've had some really close voting, but it it took a while to get our first upset horn. Carlos Santana's Supernatural knocks out one of Adele's two remaining albums in the bracket. This actually doesn't surprise me after kind of revisiting some of the stats that we had. There are just so many good songs on Supernatural, and Adele's album really only had an RYM score of 2.8, which means not a lot of people actually liked it afterwards. So, uh, surprisingly, uh, when I was looking at the stats, Santana's album actually sold more albums over time. So this one kind of felt like it could have been an upset coming. So interesting to see that it actually worked out. Moving on to our next round, we have a one versus a five seed. So uh, Santana is our Cinderella in the tournament. Moving on to the Sweet 16, because his Latin beats put a dent in the Beatles. I actually heard Maria Maria on a radio the other day on a top 40 station which was kind of interesting because I, I haven't heard or thought of that song in a long time but it made me think of the bracket and I was like oh okay if this one's actually kind of trending again uh, maybe it'll get people to vote for it a little bit so we'll see what y'all think but uh, can he keep moving on in our next matchup it's a three versus a six seed our number three is U2's The Joshua Tree versus number six Outcast's Speaker Box the love below you two may not have found what they're looking for but they've found their way to the next round i was actually surprised when reviewing the stats for some of these albums outcast's album actually sold more albums than u2's joshua tree did however it was only on the charts for 86 weeks which means it must have been a really hot burn and people got annoyed with hey yeah they just kind of got burned out Joshua Tree is on a lot of the best album ever list, so it's not really surprising to see it move on. In our last matchup in this bracket, we have our number two versus our number 10 seed. Number two, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill versus number 10, Mumford & Sons' Babel, our last remaining upset album. So this was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. There must be a lot of Mumford love in the voting group. They were able to grab 34% of the vote, but they were in the lead earlier on in the week. So, uh, something to keep an eye on. Jagged Little Pill moves on with 66% of the vote. It was interesting because this week uh, a local radio station did a countdown of the best 90s songs. And You Oughta Know from this album was number two on the list. As a 90s kid, I can totally agree. That song was everywhere and massive. Our next round matchup. I guess I didn't realize there was only eight years between when Joshua Tree and Jagged Little Pill came out. It was 1988 for U2 and 1996 for Alanis. I guess that isn't all that shocking, but that U2 album feels like it was a lot older. I guess maybe it's because back in the day, eight years felt like an eternity when I was a kid, which I was then. 
And now eight years is just like a blink of an eye. I have an eight-year-old daughter and it feels like she was just born. The style of music between these two is just so different. Like U2 is just so clean, so like ballady. And Alanis is, you know, angsty, screechy, not clean. It'll be really interesting to see what voters prefer here and which one moves on. Well, there it is. We're on to the final 16 Grammy-winning albums, and holy crap, there are some great albums left. I know I said this last week, but we're really going to have some hurt feelings this week. Um, We might have a few fights break out. Uh, We might have a few people not wanting to talk to people after uh, things are made public. But take a minute, join the Discord server, and come tell us which albums should be moving on, which ones shouldn't couple observations for me from our first bracket. And first, our number one seeds are extremely strong. I think that the lowest percentage of vote that any one of them has gotten in the first two rounds was like 80%. Will we lose one next week? I think Thriller might be in trouble, but we'll see. Second, we've really whittled down the underdogs. We had 15 of the top 16 seeds left in the bracket. This might be just because of the way I laid things out because it was so much based on albums sold and ratings and things like that. But I do think it also could be just because the theme that we picked, the Grammys have some really crappy winners. Like there were some bad, not bad, bad's too harsh, but just not that popular or great albums that have won. So we've really culled the herd. We're down to some really amazing albums and the ones that should be in the competition still are. I'll be actually shocked if we have nothing but top seeds that come out of the results next week. So the matchups I'm really keeping an eye on, there's a couple of them. First, Thriller versus Bridge Over Troubled Waters. I know this is two weeks in a row now I've highlighted Bridge Over Troubled Waters, but I really want to see who comes out of this one. I actually think the winner of this one has a big chance of actually coming and winning the entire thing. So it'll be really interesting to see who can survive and move on. Another one I'm really watching, and I said this when we were going through, is the Lauren Hill versus Stevie Wonder. This one kills me. I, I, I have no idea who I'm going to vote for. I'm probably going to change my t- mind about five times. I might just be listening to these two albums on repeat for the rest of the week um, before I decide who I'm going to vote for. And then finally, the Adele versus Taylor Swift. Which one of these two modern pop hit makers is going to move through? Um, I, the style-wise, I, I can't tell you who I'm going to pick. I got to try and really think about it. So I'm sure a bunch of people will too. So there it is. Things are getting crazy. Please make sure to vote. Please share the vote link with your friends and make sure that the vote that your favorites are moving on. Share it with people that have similar music tastes to you and maybe, you know, can help vote in the way you think it should go. Voting will be open for a week until noon next Thursday, May 18th. The link to vote is in the description. If you're interested in listening to the songs from any of the albums that have made it through, I've made a playlist for Spotify for all the songs that I mentioned in the first pod, and that's included in the description. I think it's helpful to try and play around and listen to some of the songs just to remember what was on this album. I can't include any of the songs in the pod or else I'm opening myself up to a rights lawsuit, and I I don't got time for that. So I'm trying to do it as legally as possible. I know I've said it a couple times, but please do come and join our Discord server. There's a number of active members that are discussing music, kind of putting things out there, having conversation about songs and things that they're finding out about the albums. I think it's really helpful and interesting. Um, Let us know what your opinion is. Speaking of opinions, if you could please 
give us a review on your podcast platform. Leave a review. That's a huge help, to, especially for a growing podcast where we're just trying to get our feet off the ground. That gets us into searches where other people maybe can come and find the podcast and join the fun. With that, thank you all so much for listening. This has been so much fun for this really to start taking off and getting more people talking about it. And it's really rewarding for me. So I appreciate you all joining. Um, as And remember, you may not like the results, but you can't argue with the process. If you don't like how things are going, the only way to change it is invite more of your friends with similar music tastes to vote and join the community. And most of all, don't forget to enjoy the madness. 